Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Britt. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Good. Thanks for joining me on our podcast. It's always a pleasure to see you. I know. It's so good to see you too. I mean, we talk a lot, but we don't get to see each other often. So it is nice to see your face. I know. I know. It is true. It's been, it seems like we've been talking a lot more. We're in definite overdrive busy mode right now. I feel like that's all we're doing is planning, running, gunning, and trying to find time to figure out statistically how we're actually doing. So I know you've been living in the data lately, but (laughs) yeah, it's been good though. I mean, this is one of our busiest times of the year. We've talked about on a previous podcast that people are thinking about goals, right? Everybody kicks off a new year thinking about what are their goals. And for most of our clients, they're thinking about their future and their investments and what can they do beyond their jobs. So it's just a busy, exciting time of year for us. And I think so many people are also really reassessing, maybe even the goals I said at the beginning of the year now. We're heading into Q2. By the time this is released, it actually will be Q2. And I'm watching our clients make pivots already into things that they were maybe looking at the end of January. They're like, you know, I know I said I had no interest in XYZ the first time that I talked to you. But as I've thought about this, I actually do. And and I've had two clients that stand out. I have a couple from... Scottsdale, and they were like, bare bones, dirtier the better, recession resistant. That's all we're thinking about. And the more we talked, the more it was like, well, recession resistant doesn't have to be just like home services, right? Like it could be pets. It could be wellness. Yes, it absolutely could be. Why Why couldn't it be? People are always spending money on that. And so I'm seeing a lot of my clients pivot back into the brick and mortar space and really looking at those commercial build outs and taking advantage of that. And I mean, I think that's a trend that a lot of people are talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think people want back out of their homes. I think at first it was like, yeah. Peloton. I can cycle at home. I don't have to leave my home. But now we're seeing that people miss the community and the camaraderie. And so people are getting back in person. Every plaza I drive by is slammed. And I think our clients are seeing that and recognizing that. And I also think they're intrigued by brick and mortar because when you listen to experts about building wealth, one of the natural pass forward that they typically talk about is real estate. And so many of our clients are having conversations with us of, I'm already invested in real estate. Or if I invest in a franchise that is brick and mortar, can I buy the building? So that's a lot of the conversation that I'm having as well. Yeah. Owning the dirt has become much more popular then mm-hmm. I think a year ago or two years ago, we weren't having that conversation as often. And I certainly think we're seeing it more and more right now because I I do know there's, an, there's a saturation of some sort inside the Airbnb space. There's a lot of people that got into that VRBO. There's a heavier lift on some of those things. You've got to turn that property over. You know, if you're a landlord and you have long-term rentals, you have these tenants that if something happens in the middle of the night – you're there, you have to take care of that. 
And some of our clients are thinking, okay, well, I'm already going to be paying a landlord. I'm looking at this lease. I'm paying $3,400 plus a month for this. Why not me? Why would it not be me? I'm capitalized in a way where I could take advantage of that. And then I could have three other tenants in this little section of strip center. And now I'm profiting instead of paying somebody else. And I have an asset that's going to continue to build wealth. And smart people think about the next step and the step beyond that. And so it's not unheard of for our clients to to go that route. And we do have a real estate expert on with us today. And this is in confidence, well, not in confidence to all of our millions of listeners and downloads here. (laughs) This is the first time we have had somebody not from the franchise space. We have had people from franchise real estate, franchise build-outs, different things of that nature. But we have somebody who's not in the franchise space. We are excited to have Catherine Lilly join us. She is a real estate agent, investor, and advisor, so a true expert in the realm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I am really excited to talk about this, not just because I'm passionate about real estate in like every aspect, but also um, to learn more about the franchise space because that's something that I don't know a lot about. Yeah, and there's so much synergy to it as we were kind of chatting about at the top of the hour. So we're excited to have you today and just share some expertise about real estate. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in real estate? Sure, thanks. So I have only been in real estate for two years. That comes as a little bit of a shock to some people because two years in any industry just on the surface doesn't sound like a long amount of time. Um, I have had the insane pleasure to help with over a hundred sales so far in the first two years. Um, I guess we're technically like two years and 20 days at this point, but, um, and then on top of that, my, you know, you guys talking about goals at the beginning there, my goal this year for 2023 as a whole is to help with a total of 100 sales. So yeah, big goals, really cool stuff. And you're on a team that, you know, as, as I discussed with you when we were kind of deciding if it makes sense to bring you on and some of those yeah. different things, that isn't dissimilar to franchisees in a way, right? You have mm-hmm. the camaraderie, you have the opportunity to work with folks that really support you and support your growth. And I, I do think having people around you that are so supportive is so important. So a hundred sales in two years is crazy. I don't think anybody that doesn't have a team could have done that on their own. Or most real estate agents I know quit before they hit the two year mark or quit. I mean, certainly before a hundred sales, I imagine you don't want to quit after that, right? <laughs> but what with the Dan group that you're working with, what was really the precipice for you for deciding to become an agent? What does what made you decide to jump into the real estate world? That's a really great question. The more I've thought about that, the more I've realized um, I did not become a real estate agent to work in real estate. I kind of stumbled into it. I really, um, in my past career, had a lot to do with leadership on a team, building teams, um, and everything that comes with that, the motivation, the life lessons, not just in that specific career. And I was no longer growing in that role. So that's really what I was looking for was a place where I could enter, you know, whether it's on the ground level or like level one or level two and um, make some really big impacts in terms of building whatever the team or company was. 
making some huge impacts in leadership. Um, and I, so I found that with this team, with Dan Realty Group, because um, it was just Dan, he, um, him, and then a VA. And so being the first person to come on the team with the experience that I had, um, which was with coffee, coffee and real estate on the surface, just like real estate as in my role in franchising, don't feel like on the surface, there's a lot of similarities, but there are so many. Um, with coffee, your goal is to make sure the customer has a great experience. With real estate, the goal is to make sure the customer has a great experience. With franchising, the goal is to make sure the customer has a great experience. And we just happen to be building lives and wealth and investments instead of um, caffeine addictions. <laughs> I love it, which we definitely have. Um, Sam and I have. One of the things that I really love about what you do is you're helping people make a large investment. We always say to our clients that outside of your home, this is probably one of the largest investments that you may ever make when you buy a business. And as you're working with these buyers that maybe it's not their home, it's getting into those multifamily homes, making the investment, whether that's going to be a future rental property or whether it is commercial commercial real estate, you're working with a similar type of person that we are because you're working with somebody that wants to diversify their portfolio and continue to build wealth. So I think a lot of the folks that you're working with are similar to the ones that we're working with. So your team helps a vast array of clients, right? We've talked about from the first time home buyer to the 20th time home buyer to that real estate investor. How do you find properties that suit the different needs of those clients? That is a great question. I think it probably is similar to what you guys would say in the franchise world. It really is building relationships with as many people as possible, not necessarily from a numbers perspective, because if you're looking at it from a numbers perspective, it's no longer a genuine relationship. Um, but building relationships with as many people as possible within the space that you want to be in, within the space that you wanna help people with, to learn how you can build connections between everybody. So I don't necessarily look, okay, I have one client that wants a duplex. I don't, okay, go look for that duplex and then check that box off and then go to the next client. It's building genuine relationships with people within the investing world so that when I have a client that's looking for something, I can easily match them with someone else who's looking for something else. And just taking needs and goals and essentially matchmaking them. That's a term we use so often is we say we're matchmakers. Uh, yeah. you know, we tell our clients it is. It's like dating. So we're mm -hmm. going to introduce you to businesses and you're going to essentially go on dates with these businesses. And much like your partner, you know, I say, I love my husband. My husband snores periodically and he is restless in his sleep. I'm willing to put up with that because the rest of the package is pretty great. Yep. There are going to be problems with the businesses we show you. You may not fall in love with the logo. You may have an, you may think, oh, I don't know if the marketing is everything I wished it was. But as long as it's what you're looking for and it's 85% of what you need, then mm -hmm. that's a great match. And I think it sounds like that's what you're doing with properties as well. It really is because it doesn't matter whether 
you want a two unit or a four unit or a 16 unit, you have these goals for your wealth and for your life that you're trying to achieve. Not every 16 unit that you come across is going to check the box perfectly. It just, it's just not. No, and nothing does. And I think even if it did, if you check every box, then the client changes something and they're like, actually, I know that I told you this is what I needed, but just joking, this is something I actually also thought of, or I talked to my friend and my friend said that this is what I should also see. Exactly. And we get a lot of feedback from clients on things. And, you know, one of the things we hear a lot is, you know, real estate, the real estate market is not doing well. We're not seeing, you know, that's indicative of the economy not doing well. Are you guys worried about that? Are you, you know, there's a lot of chatter. Now, my friends that are deeply embedded in real estate have like zero concerns. They're, I feel like they're like, yeah, whatever. Like my friend Wally is putting out a post every other day about how he's busier now than he's ever been. And I just wanted to ask you and take a minute here to say, what are the trends that you're seeing in the real estate market from somebody on the inside, not what we're seeing on whatever news station you're choosing to watch right now? If I could give investors, home buyers, anyone in real estate one piece of advice, it would be to seek out credible sources for your information and to never, ever, ever turn on the news or look at mainstream media for real estate advice or knowledge because it is so skewed and so inaccurate. Um, Oh, yeah. So with that being said, I also am not (laughs) concerned about the real estate market hear very consistently from clients that maybe aren't getting their news from credible sources that they're going to wait to buy until the market crashes or until prices come down or until interest rates come down. And the fact of that is that you're just going to end up paying more money for the same property, whether you buy it in one year or in five years, you're just going to, you're just going to pay more. So on top of that, current trends in real estate, diving more into that, we are in an extremely competitive market the last six months so maybe like late summer of 2022 into january of 2023 they were a little bit slower absolutely we're dealing with seven and a half percent interest rates we're dealing with buyers in from whatever realm that are truly just discouraged and that is really what was slowing the market down um third fourth week of january rates dropped into like six and a half or just under six and a half and it was like the lights flipped back on we hadn't taken a break it was back to that super competitive people are bidding over asking price there's multiple offers and in every realm not just for first-time home buyers that have small budgets to work with because i work with investors that have super small budgets because they're looking for a, a like the most inexpensive flip to people that are working in the millions of dollars, every aspect is competitive. There's not, um, there's not, there's not going to be a real estate crash. There's just not. I love that you kicked off that question with saying, you know, my piece of advice is find a credible news source. Yeah. Um, because we say that too, right? We talk about with our clients, you know, oh, well, my friend or my second cousin told me, and we always say, oh, that's great that they're giving you advice. Do they have franchise experience? You know, I think people are so quick to take advice on 
things from people that don't have expertise in them. So mm -hmm. I imagine throughout your life, you've received some great advice from very credible sources. So tell us the best piece of advice you've ever received. Real estate specific or? Whatever you prefer. So whether it's real estate mm -hmm. specific or just general life, whatever you prefer. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go to something that I heard very recently. Last week, I was in Palm Springs, California at a conference. Um, if everyone, if anyone has heard of Built How or Place, we should connect because amazing things. Um, a real estate conference, it was absolutely not what you would expect. They were high level mindset speakers there. Brendan Burchard, um, Jamie Kern Lima. Um, gosh, who just wrote Unreasonable Hospitality? Um, gosh, I can't remember his last name. It's Will something. Great book, by the way. Um, ben and Jerry were there. <laughs> ben and Jerry's ice cream. So I'm going to dive into Jamie Kern Lima. If anyone's heard her story, it's rejection after rejection, after pieces of hope, after rejection for years and years and years, just like truly believing in her gut that building it cosmetics was what she was supposed to be doing. Um, had multiple failures, not failures, but multiple setbacks. Um, she recently sold It Cosmetics for $1.2 billion to L'Oreal and became the first female CEO of L'Oreal. Huge. Her advice, one piece that stuck with me that just has hit me to the core and is something that I'm now filtering so many decisions through. Being authentic does not guarantee success, but being inauthentic guarantees failure. That's it, wild. That's it's fantastic. Like gives you chills almost because it can relate to any aspect of life, personally or business wise. We don't want we want to connect people with investments real estate wise or franchise wise that fit their goals and help them build the life that they want. We don't want to pair someone with an investment in any realm that doesn't help them achieve their goals because then that's not achieving our goals and so that's just that is just what comes to mind first and foremost and what i just truly believe it i believe it too you know i think when we started this firm Brittany and i one of the first things we said is we're in a male-dominated industry you know i think real estate there's a lot of females right there's a lot of females present but you get into some of those rooms as you move to a higher level, as you continue to move up, all of a sudden you're in the minority when you didn't know that you would be. And one thing that we discussed is if I want to wear a hot pink business suit when I walk into a meeting, I'm going to do that. If I want to have rings on every finger because that's what I think looks good, I'm going to do that. If I want to say the F word, I'm going to try to not offend other people and not <laughs> do that. This is a clean podcast. But if it slips out, I don't want to have to apologize. Mm -hmm. So really – just owning who you are and owning what you bring to the table. And once you don't apologize for those things or view them as shortcomings, it just adds to your ability to add credibility to the industry. It adds to your ability to be able to really put forth options for clients, whether it's franchises, whether it's real estate, whether it's being a parent and telling your kid, I messed up. I should not have yelled at you in the car on the way to school today. That was a really crappy thing to do and I'm not perfect. So I apologize. That was not a great move on my part. 
being authentic just dictates so much of your quality of life and then eventually the quality of the product that you put out, whatever that may be, whether the product is, you know, for me, my nine-year-old son and how he moves through the world or the business we have at FranPath, your ability to be authentic is is just really, I think, one of the most important things. So, I mean, that may be my favorite piece of advice we've heard in the course of our podcast. So thank you. Now, yeah. we ask typically our question for guests, the last one we always close with is, what is your personal and compelling reason for being in franchising? And that doesn't apply to you for the first time ever. <laughs> so I want to know, what is your personal compelling reason for business ownership, for being in real estate? Amazing question. I'm excited to learn more about franchising after getting to know you guys a little bit, because I think that there's not just synchronicities within our business, which we've stated over and over again, but some amazing ways that it's, it could help me with my personal wealth goals. I am so tied to helping people build better lives and helping people achieve the goals that they want, helping people understand that working a nine to five and clocking in and clocking out for someone else is a really good tool, but it's not it. That's not it. There's more to life. You can have what you want. You can dream bigger. You can you can have you can build wealth and not be stuck to a time clock or stuck to building someone else's dream. And so I just am so in tune with that and how real estate can help get people there. That's fantastic. And and it is. I think any time that somebody else owns your time, truly it is a challenge. It's a challenge to kind of see past that. And it's really scary, whether it's buying an investment property or taking on a mortgage or depending on a job to to pay your bills because a job can quit you, you know, mm -hmm. your business, you kind of, the activities you put in dictate your output. And so I, I think that's a really valuable thought. And I'm I'm so grateful you came on. I'm grateful that, you know, we stepped out of our, our little franchise box for this yeah. podcast today. So we really appreciate you and, and the advice and the current view of the real estate market. So thanks so much, Catherine, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much. I love having these types of conversations. And I think it's so important to break out of, like you said, the boxes that we generally fit within. I'm so glad to have connected with you guys. And I hope that I make a little bit of an impact to your listeners. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.